two of the psyche elements under our belt so far. Fire and water feel transformation deep in their bones. When their souls experience transformation, it's like an erosion of self, whether that be through hellfire or tsunami. The next elemental psyche group experiences transformation in a more, I'll say, abstract way. The principles they base their soul journey on come from a more critical place, a more logical place. And I'm, of course, talking about air psyches. When I think of air psyches, all I see is the scene from The Wizard of Oz when the twister is coming. Everyone is in such a whirlwind and the world as Dorothy knows it is about to change drastically. Alice in Wonderland gives me the same type of vibe. When Alice is falling down the rabbit hole, the machinations of her mind begin swirling, forever changing her. But before we get too into air psyches, let's do our general psyche recap. If you haven't listened to the episode about the myth of Eris and Psyche, I highly recommend that you do. Understanding the origin story of Psyche and her hero's journey will give a lot of background as to what this placement means in our chart and how we can use it in our own hero's journey. In the most general of terms, our Psyche placement informs us about our hero's journey. This can be looked at as both a lifetime journey and a singular situational transformation moment that happens over and over again. When we have those life-altering moments, our psyche can tell us how we can navigate them or even what might set them off in the first place. When I'm doing a reading and I analyze psyche, I see how the person feels transformation, enacts transformation, and how they can gracefully navigate transformation. Knowing the house placement is crucial to interpreting your hero's journey because that's going to be the area of your life where you experience transformation, not just how you experience it, which is indicated by the sign. I'll be writing a companion blog post for the Psyche house placements, just like I did for Eros, and that additional content will be available to my patrons once we finish up all the Psyche placements. I also use Psyche in a lot of synastry because it can be a great placement to show us how we transform our partners and how they transform us. It shows us how we can become better together or why we struggle to come together. Some relationships are meant to be teaching points, and that's it. Some relationships are lessons, and the synastry of Psyche can clearly show what that lesson is. What Psyche doesn't tell us, though, is how long the relationship will last or even the dynamics of the relationship. It's more about the mark you leave on the other person and the mark they leave on you. Individually, Psyche indicates our soul, soul development, how we can atone for any karmic wrongdoings in this lifetime, and the overall transformation of our souls. It shows us what emboldens us and pushes us to want to be better. It can also be sort of a roadmap of our hero's journey. It gives us the rough outline of how we can shed light on our souls and do shadow work. It's about working with the darkness and bringing more light in, But as I always say, the more light you shed on something, the bigger the potential shadow. And that's why Psyche is never a one-and-done deal. Some journeys and transformations may be bigger than others, but we will constantly be changing and evolving throughout our entire lives. Psyche is often represented by a butterfly, and I do love that symbol for transformation. Overall, our Psyche placement gives us information on how to further our souls down the karmic pipeline. The house placement shows us the area of our lives that we should focus our efforts of transformation, and the sign gives us the attitude, feelings, and perspective we need to embody in order to make it happen. 
Air is the element of the unseen mental world. Most of what air stands for and experiences is not tangible, but still crucial to life itself. Things like our thoughts or the air we breathe are completely invisible, but that doesn't make them less important. Like all air placements, air psyche is going to experience transformation through the themes of communication, the mental world, liberation of thought, and the freedom to synthesize their wisdom through transmission to others. Just like I said the water psyches might have a hard time in a chart that's super logical, the reverse is true for the air psyches. An air psyche person would struggle to self-actualize in a chart that operated heavily on watery emotion or the spontaneous combustion of fire. Air psyches might actually be more comfortable with a fire chart because they can fan those passionate flames in a direction that can make sense to them, but it's much harder for an air psyche to access emotion and control it in any rational sort of way. It's very much that heart-brain struggle when you have an air psyche in a watery chart. It's not impossible to be on your hero's journey. I'm just saying that when your psyche is conflicting with the rest of the chart, your hero's journey might be a little bit harder or it might be tougher to navigate at first. The person knows in their soul that they need to wrangle and rationalize their emotions and attain soul-level change, but again, that's much easier said than done. Psyche in air means the soul journey is going to take wisdom. The stoic virtue of wisdom is about having a quick wit, being resourceful with knowledge, honesty in words, and even discretion between right and wrong, good and evil. Wisdom is the virtue that comes right before justice, because to make just decisions, you need wisdom to inform it. Psyche in air is about acquiring as much wisdom in this lifetime as possible. Going through experiences that transform you will include times when you've had to make tough mental choices, communicating justly with others, and having your own morals and ethics that you follow without fail. An air psyche hero's journey feels like it's much more about the journey itself and not maybe the destination. It's about stopping to talk with all the side characters along the way and gain wisdom from them in their side quests. It's not just experiencing life, but pondering it. Psyche and air needs to gain wisdom, think critically about life, and communicate those musings with others along the way. While the fire psyches were burning karma and the water psyches were swimming in their depths, the air psyches can be found deep in contemplation. The image that I get when I think of an air psyche is the Four of Swords, which is a man resting on a slab. He's just kind of in this meditative, perpetual rest state. The body need not apply to air psyches, as the twister of their own mind will be what changes their soul. Just like Dorothy woke up and realized there was no place like home, or Alice realized she never actually left that riverbank where she was doing her schoolwork, the air psyches need not be afraid to unlock the wisdom deep within their own minds. Our first air psyche is actually going to be my natal placement, which is Gemini. Psyche in mutable air means we're going to see change through shifting perspectives and keeping lines of communication open at all times. When people with this psyche placement allow themselves to communicate their thoughts, feelings, and pretty much every little thing that goes on in their head, they get closer to their karmic source. I always say that I talk things to death. I do have a Gemini Mars as well. So Gemini Psyche, Gemini Mars, the way that I work through things is through talking. I will talk it over and over and over again and just really, you know, 
beat it to death until I get it out of my system. That is how I transform energy. That is how I transmute energy. And house placement plays a big role in this. For example, my Gemini psyche is in the ninth house. So talking about philosophy, astrology, religion, and all sorts of higher-minded endeavors is literally part of my hero's journey. You could even go as far to say that this podcast and Moon Matters is all part of my never-ending hero's journey and self-actualization, self-transformation. And the master of my chart is also Mars, which is in the ninth house. So thank you all for joining me and supporting me on this never-ending adventure where I just blab into a microphone and you listen to it. It means everything to me. A Gemini psyche is going to be Mercury-ruled, so it's going to be about thoughts and transmission of those thoughts. You can't just sit around and think as a Gemini psyche. Your thoughts don't have a heartbeat if they aren't being shared with others. For a Gemini psyche, the thoughts just need to be transmitted. They don't necessarily need to change the world or take root in any sort of way. They just need to be put out into the world in general. So the perfect thing for me is to have a podcast. If people listen, great. If they don't listen, great. I'm just here transmitting my knowledge, transmitting my thoughts, and getting them out into the world. If someone latches onto them, I'm super happy. But if they don't, you know, I feel like I've done my job and I've got them out there. It's more about the transmission of energy, of again, that communication and putting it out into the world. People with this placement also need to be able to embody and understand duality. There's no room for dogma with this psyche. If you're a dogmatic person and have a mutable air psyche, you're going to have a bad time. Part of transmitting ideas is exchange. You're not just putting out ideas and thoughts. You also need to be able to receive feedback and be open to the ideas of others. And that's something that I actually love doing. I love to listen. I love having the Discord where all the patrons come and they've given me some ideas for podcasts in the future. I talk, they talk, I listen, I like to see what people think. And if they don't agree with me, all the better because that's a chance for me to learn and to improve my craft and improve my knowledge, my wisdom, to gain more wisdom. I always say that I can't tell you who you are better than you can. Sure, I have a lot of knowledge and a lot of wisdom on this subject, but at the end of the day, you have a lot of knowledge and a lot of wisdom about your life, about your fate, about your destiny, because you're the one living it. I can help you navigate it, sure, because I'm good at reading the roadmap, which is your birth chart. But at the end of the day, you know just as much as I do, whether you realize it or not. So you can't be dogmatic. You need to be open to the exchange of ideas because Mercury is a merchant. Mercury trades goods and services. And in this case, the goods and services are in the form of mental musings. While Psyche and Gemini needs to be open and not be dogmatic in thought, they also need to be able to make choices. Gemini is the lovers, which is all about choices. Will they choose to become enlightened in their mind and illuminated by knowledge? Or will they keep their head in the sand so their worldview and ultimately the way they live their life doesn't need to be upheaved yet again? Because that's what happens with a Gemini Psyche. Once they learn something or part of their mind has been illuminated, They can't just unsee it. If they try to hide from it, they'll end up living a lie, which is not good for the air psyches, any of them really. All air psyches need to find their truth, their wisdom, and express it accordingly. Psyche in Gemini wants to be thought-provoking for others. 
These people can be the gateway of wisdom for others, but they must first embody that wisdom and show others that they aren't just spouting empty words. This is also where duality comes into play. Yes, it's important to talk and transmit your mental world, but you gain true wisdom through listening and hearing the stories and perspectives of others. In all, a Gemini psyche is going to be exploring their relationship to the way they transmit ideas to others and the dualistic nature of life. They need to understand their own minds and not be afraid to go poking around in there, as that's where most of their wisdom hides. If Psyche in Gemini is the duality of transmission, then Psyche in Libra is the harmony of transmission. While Gemini is only concerned with getting their ideas out into the world, whether they stick or not, Libra is much more concerned with how those ideas are perceived and the potential goodness that they can bring. This Psyche is cardinal air, which means we're going to see a stronger push for balance, equality, and moral correctness in the mental world of this Psyche. Wisdom is crucial for these people to transform, especially the part of wisdom that focuses on fairness and correctness. Finding and maintaining a balanced moral code is going to be exactly what a Libra psyche needs. They need to surround themselves with others who help keep that balance as well. Libra is ruled by Venus, so it should be no surprise that other people are going to play a big role in this psyche's hero's journey. If the person with this psyche wants to act a certain way, but is constantly surrounding themselves with people who push against those morals or don't align with them, then the scales will be tipped and we'll see Alice fall down the rabbit hole. It's sort of a double-edged sword with Libra psyche people. They almost have to tip their scales in order to experience true soul-level change. They need to see both sides of the coin to know how to properly balance it. They need to live in extremes, both of the extremes, to attain true wisdom because wisdom comes from them experiencing both ends of the spectrum and then embodying the lessons they learned. So for a sign that is all about the middle path and being in alignment, living in extremes is what's going to send their soul into the twister of karmic enlightenment. I said that fairness and correctness is a big part of the hero's journey for this psyche. Once Cardinal Air has gone through the twister of their mind, they can come back to center and bring harmony to those around them. By them living a balanced, correct, and true life, they show others that it's possible. They bring that knowledge of the karmic twister to others so they don't have to go there. Where Gemini is a bit of a trickster and will simply exchange ideas with you without really saying if it's going to work for you or not, Libra is going to want to see the fruits of their mental seeds be benefic. A Libra psyche would never push their ideals on others. They're also not going to be dogmatic, but they do care about who they share their wisdom with and they want to connect with people over it. At the end of the day, Libra is always about relationships. So this psyche could also transform through relationships. A relationship could be a very, very big catalyst for the, the Libra psyches. That could be something that kind of sends them on their hero's journey or helps them get through their hero's journey. Think of a Gemini psyche as a radio broadcaster putting their wisdom over the airwaves and a Libra psyche as someone making a personal phone call to someone they care about and want to share wisdom with. Mercury wants to communicate just in general in a very broad way, and Venus wants to connect and create harmony and balance with people they care about. A Libra psyche experiences change when they allow their mental scales to be tipped and apply wisdom to recenter themselves. 
If they reset the scales with the same methods that they used before they got tipped, then you can bet they're going to be having this groundhog day kind of feeling. A Libra psyche gets caught in their karmic loop when they refuse to apply wisdom and higher ideals to their karmic cycles and traumas. To see the fruits of their transformation take hold, they must embody harmony and spread harmony through their own moral and ethical code. The last of the air psyches is the immovable Aquarius. When psyche is in Aquarius, it's in fixed air. And you all know that I love to say that fixed air is fixed thought. So that means we're going to see a different mode of action for this psyche placement from the other air placements. Gemini was all about transmission of ideas without really caring where the seeds land. Libra wanted to share with those around them and create harmony through their wisdom. But Aquarius has much bigger plans with their wisdom. Much like the tarot card associated with Aquarius, they're going to shoot for the stars with their wisdom. To experience soul level change, these people are going to have to dive into their mental world, figure out what it is they stand for, and then bring it back to the world at large. The biggest thing with Psyche and Aquarius is figuring out what they stand for. People with this placement will likely go through many different causes or phases when it comes to the beliefs they embody. This placement needs to figure out what it is that they stand for, and they need to be dogmatic about it. This is a Saturn-ruled sign, so there's no room to be wishy-washy or seeing both sides of the coin. And I'm not saying that this gives people permission with this placement to, you know, just go off and be a jackass about their beliefs, morals, and ethics. There's a fine line between virtue signaling and trying to start a revolution, and it's Psyche and Aquarius' job to thread that needle. These people need to be fixed enough in their thoughts that pushback or opposing opinions won't shake them, but fluid enough to work with those opposing opinions and find a way to implement their ideals into the world. Being a Saturn-ruled psyche is no easy feat. I feel like this psyche experiences mental anguish harder than the others. It's going to truly feel like a twister is coming and you can't escape it. What this actually reminds me of, which is a wild example, but it really does remind me of this, It reminds me of when Willy Wonka is going through the chocolate tunnel and he starts getting all loony and he gets wild-eyed. The kids and their parents are just like, what the fuck is happening? And it gets like really intense and psychedelic. And it makes me think that that's got to be what a transformative experience for an Aquarius psyche would be like. There's this older Saturnian authority figure guiding you through this tunnel of terror that's in your mind. And you're meant to take wisdom from the experience so you can get the boons in the end. And I'm actually going to put a link to that clip of the scene from Willy Wonka in the show notes because I feel like it truly does capture the essence of Psyche and Aquarius when they're in the thick of their karmic goo. If you have like two minutes, go watch that. It's pretty wild. It's really, really insane. and It's super trippy. So I think it's a good example of what Psyche and Aquarius is like. And if you do have this placement and this is you, let me know. Just like Willy Wonka, Psyche and Aquarius is looking for a way that they can let their legacy of ideas live on. They need to champion a worthy cause in order to truly feel fulfilled, transformed, and alive. Figuring out what it is they stand for might be the bulk of their hero's journey. Most people aren't born knowing what it is they feel deeply passionate about, but sometimes they are. And an example of someone with an Aquarius psyche is Jane Goodall. And if you know even a little bit about Jane Goodall, you know that her entire life's work was about working with and studying chimpanzees. 
From the time she was gifted a small stuffed chimpanzee as a little girl, she knew she wanted to work with these animals, and doing so transformed her life and the world tremendously. She went and lived in the jungle with the chimpanzees, she studied them, and then she transmitted those ideas to the world. Not everyone with an Aquarius psyche will be such an intense example of it, but having a cause that's near to their heart is going to be crucial to working with their karma. The air psyches were born to embrace the virtue of wisdom, whether that's through the transmission of new ideas, bringing people closer together through balanced virtue, or dedicating their life to a cause. They need to tap into their higher minds to illuminate their destined path. This is the ever-demanding task of understanding your own mind, forming an ethical and moral code, and being able to create a fluid transmission of wisdom for others to share and partake in. Undergoing a transformation is never easy, especially when fate karma and soul-level dealings are involved. Their psyches are a reminder to us all that sitting with our own thoughts is a catalyst to change. Sharing those thoughts with others is an even bigger catalyst to change. They remind us to stop and think about our existence and that without consciousness, life would lose its luster. It's important to remember that we can use our psyche placement in different ways. We can use it on its own and try to glean what our hero's journey might be like. It can tell us the area of our life that we experience the most soul-changing moments and how we can help facilitate those moments. Our psyche placement can also be used in synastry to help us identify how a person will leave their mark on us and how we will leave our mark on them. And I personally think that to truly understand how your psyche will act in synastry, that you need to experience it through yourself first. Knowing how your psyche transforms you will help inform how you can transform others. If you want more astrological content before the next episode, consider signing up to become a patron of my work. I've got exclusive blog content, monthly horoscopes, retrograde guides, and a Discord waiting for you to join. You could also leave me a really cute review on Spotify or iTunes, which I would be eternally grateful for. Head on over to my website, moonmattersastrology.com, check it all out, and thank you in advance for supporting me. I'll see all you babes later. 